0: Good evening, and welcome to the Crystal Palace Women's Show. Uh, this is, I would say, the last of the season, but it won't be the last of the season. We plan to do some stuff in the uh, close season as well. Um, so we've got that coming up, but this is the end of season Eagle Eye View Awards Show. Um, so a bit of a special one tonight with no, obviously no games to review. Uh, we will look back on the season and... Give out uh, the our awards. Just waiting for Phil there now. Phil, can you hear me, Phil? Hello, you're right. How are you doing?
1: Thank you. Yeah, enjoyed the, the awards last night. It was a really good night, and um, uh, it was great to see um so many of the Palace players there. Um, yeah, fantastic. How are you?
0: Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Obviously, a last minute change from this because of work. I'm kind of uh, keeping tabs on. All the football tonight as well, because it's my, my fancy football team. It's uh, on the verge of success, but can be ripped away at any moment. So, De Bruyne has just scored, that's done me a favour. But, uh, yeah, no, I um, out of couldn't go last night. I have actually haven't been to one since. Remember, they used to be at Fairfield Halls? Yes. Um, and I went to one at Fairfield Halls. But living down where I live, trying to get to, up to Croydon, on, an, on a tuesday evening it's not easy you know um so so yeah unfortunately it would be nice to be there but um je- a bit jealous anyway with all the photos you're sharing and but hey ho i'm glad you had a good time
1: yeah it's really good and um i thought i thought that there wasn't as many people there as normal i mean we obviously haven't had it for a couple of years because of covid but um when i've been there previously um there's been more people um they said that the, the layout was slightly different, so it looked really. I mean, it was a massive, and they took all the de- all the tables out and everything, so it looked su- such a much bigger space. And um, and I think some of the comms around it weren't great because they basically said that by getting a ticket, you weren't guaranteed an entry. You had to be there quite early, so a lot of people right. that I know. Yeah, people that I know that that who um, were planning to go didn't get away from work till late, bit later than they expected, and they thought there's no point in going. I won't get in, but actually they would have done. So um, it was a shame, really, because I think that put a lot of people off who probably had tickets because um, you know they, they they basically said once it's full up, you know, you won't, you, you're not guaranteed entry. So. Yeah. Uh, but, but there was space all night, and um, I just wonder if if some people just thought, "I'm not going to chance going all the way down there just to find out I can't get in," you know. So, shame. yeah,
0: yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, I've seen I've seen all the controversy kind of <laughs> coming off of some of the uh, the decisions as well, and apparently some actions from last night, which is a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, uh, well, but we've got our own one tonight. Not quite the same fanfare, but. Uh, <laughs> We have our own one. So as I was saying, (laughs) as you joined on, so it's so welcome to everyone who's tuning in to the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you by Eagle Eye View. Myself and Phil as always doing these. And tonight is our Eagle Eye View end of season award show. So the way it works, uh, the main award is the Eagle Eye View player of the season. Um, Phil and I have divided it up. So we're going to list or we're going to go through four candidates each. Um, give a little bit of reason why we've put those people forward um we'll break it up with uh saying our game of the season and our goal of the season um and then at the end we will uh, I will announce who has won uh so who has got our player of the season um and also we've got also we've got a golden golden boot Award as well, which is the first time we're doing that this year, and ironically, I've just seen who's popped in to the uh, to listen, who may well be getting that trophy yet at the end of the end of the night. Uh, so uh, welcome, Molly. But um, yes, yeah, so that is our, our our plan for this evening. So uh, this has been the third year of the Gliveview um, Player of the Season. There is a trophy; it's a new trophy this year, it's slightly different to previous two years. Uh, it's got the logo on it, so you know we are going up market here. Um, so that is uh, up for grabs. And um, last year, it was won by B. Uh, and the year before, and it's an a normal year, it was won by Dre. So um, some big shoes to fill. And I think they're definitely filled this season for sure. Um, so uh, there is that. Now, Phil, uh, I- I'll let you pick the four first, who you were going to suggest tonight. And so I will let you go first. We'll do... If you give me uh, the name of your first candidate and um, your reasons why you've picked that person.
1: Okay, well, my first of eight because we we split it into four four each, haven't we? But my yeah. first of eight is um, Kirsty Barton, and um, the main reason for that is because um, it's really weird this season because we've had some consistent performers throughout the season, but we've had some players that have really stood out for sort of a couple of months at a time, and then they've sort of had a bit of a quieter spell, you know. And but Kirsty started the season absolutely on fire, and um, uh, and so. So going back to the very first game, she scored a cracking goal against Bristol City. Uh, I think she cleared, she's cleared. she been clearing them off the line. She's been so versatile, playing sort of a, a wing-back at times. She's just shown how good a footballer she is, an all-round footballer. Um, and Kirsty... Um, She's she's you know she's a she's she's great. She's scored some cracking goals. I mean the the one away at Watford was great. The one, like I said at Bristol against Bristol City in the first game was a superb finish from a great move actually as well, and that sort of set the tone for the season that first game because we really you know I know I know we had a couple of defeats, close games against London City and Liverpool soon after, but. We actually played really well at that beginning of the season. And I think that first game really set the tempo for that. So, my first choice out of uh, the eight that we've selected for each is Kirsty Barton.
0: And, and a good choice. And I think you're right. I think if it, if this would have been given out in October, uh, I think we're both at the time, it, it was nailed on for Kirsty. Um, you know, I think obviously it's her, her second season here. She joined. She's a. Uh, on loan from Brighton last season, um, made the wise choice of leaving them for good and joining us permanently in the summer. Um, and yeah, a great start. When you say that goal against Bristol City was a superb bit of play. Um, you know, and it, I believe it was right near half time as well. really put us in a, a commanding position. Um, I think it's not, they'd pull one back. So I think they got it back to 2-1 at that time. And, you know, as you say, a great bit of play and finish. And, um, yeah, you can see the experience. You can see it. Then sometimes the, the players that drop down, not always. Sometimes players come down into the championship from the WSL, and um, you know there are reasons why the players have dropped down, and there's others. And we've been very lucky with some of the ones that have come to Palace, who you can see that class, can't it? That you know that experience for playing at that higher level. Um, and and Kirsty is, is really fit in, and I think she might have been. I mean, I might be wrong in this, um, but I think she might have been the first to. Get to four goals, uh, as well, which you know for a midfielder is an inc- and not, not necessarily our um, most recognised attacking midfielder. You know it, it really showed what how how well she did at the start of the season and at the end of the season she ended up playing a right wing back um, until she got injured. So you know the versatility there as well. Uh, she did really well in it. I mean the Charlton away, I thought she was player of the match by some distance. Especially you know that first half, she every she ran ran the show. Um, so yeah, no, I think you know Kirsty a, is a great choice. I um, Don't know if there's anything else you want to add about Kirsty before I, I go on to my first.
1: Only that I agree with you about that Charlton game. That was that, that really did sort of um, you know show off her um, versatility really because she um, she you know she's got an eye for goal and she's a great att- attacking threat, but you know her defensive work. It just showed how good she was as an all-round player and how she could read the game because she played brilliantly as right wing back. Um, and um, that that away win at Charlton sort of got us back on track again. And um, you know, and it was a really vital win for us going into the last sort of few games of the season. And she was instrumental in that in that performance. So. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a little bit of a blip, I think, you know, I think she lost a bit of confidence for some reason, I think, well, maybe tiredness, or it, it, it's, there could be a lot of a lot of reasons, there's a little bit of a blip, I thought, you know, there's, there's games where, we, where everyone didn't really play that well, um, and we struggled a little bit in certain games, um, and she was the same, I think she just had a little blip in the middle of the season, and... Um, uh but you know she really bounced back brilliantly in, went against Charlton in in that new role. Um and she's so versatile, she's great to have around because, you know, if you have an injury and you've maybe you know sometimes we struggle to, to feel the bench because we've got a relatively small squad. It's really useful to have someone who can play in a number of positions and, and she's one of those, isn't she, who can just slot in um in different different positions and she's she's just been a brilliant player for us. Great signing um from 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 Brighton <laughs> of all teams.
0: Not the first to make that move as well. Lucy Gillett did the same. It's the way forward. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Go to the yeah, is. and then come to the better side at the ballot. Exactly. <laughs> um, so a, a cracking first choice. Um my first choice uh is Lizzie Waldy. Um I think with ours obviously I know our choices and we did the uh I did the poll, you know, online, um, for the fans' choice of the player of the season. And it's the same eight, effectively. That we've we've, we've picked for this, uh, with reason. Um, but I think mine are looking at. I think it's very easy in in, in football, especially as, as fans. You know, we look at love goals, we love assists, or the creative flair, and all that. We live for that, don't we, as fans? But it's the, at the other end. I think sometimes the work goes unnoticed, um, which is probably going to be a big theme running through uh, the candidates that I, I've I've picked for tonight. Um, and Lizzie's one of them. You know, she's, obviously she's reached over 50 appearances for us now. Um, last season, she was one of our standout defenders. Uh, and I think she has been again this season. She's got the versatility where, you know, she's she's generally been left back. But this season, um, when we switched to the back three, she's filled in that she's been left-sided, centre-back. She's played left wing back as well. Um, she's probably our, I think she's our tallest defender. So she's, Uh, our best defensive threat, really. Um, She has to chip in with a goal as well. Um, And she's just solid. And one of the kind of games that stands out for me with Lizzie this season was away at Sunderland, which myself, I think, was a key game, as I mentioned, with the gaffer last week, uh, where we changed the formation. But um, Sunderland's winger, whose name escapes me... um, but she was their standout player, causing all of the problems. She was their big out, their outlet, their threat. And time and time again, the reason she, in the end, had, had no output while they got zero goals was because of Lizzie. Um, she was the one who was getting the tackles in, who was getting the blocks in, who was cutting off that threat. So um, the winger would get to the edge of the box and Lizzie was there cutting her off time and time again and nullified that threat. And I thought that was a real standout performance for Lizzie and we've seen him as I was saying you know in over, over 50 goals for the uh, games she wishes he had 50 goals I wish she had 50 goals uh, in 50 games for the club you know you don't get to 50 games for a start without having you know having that ability in there and um, she's only young and is growing and I know when I pass it over to a minute I know exactly what you're going to say as one of your comments about Lizzie so I won't take it from you Um but I, I definitely think, you know, and it's been hard defensively. We found life harder in the championship because the step up in quality, which has only improved year on year. There's some top, top strikers. Um, if you look at the, the, the tables, um, it's the, you know, the stats tables and Abby Harrison got, what, 19 goals, you know, Leanne Kean bad. Hatful for it Kirk's bad. A load. Katie Wilkinson, even in a struggling Coventry team has uh, must've got to nearly double figures. I think, um, I think Liverpool got a couple, you know, there's, there's some some top strikers, um, and that's not including our own, who, who obviously Lizzie doesn't have to face other than in training. Um, but yeah, you know, that is in so that quality's increased time after time, so our defense has found it difficult. Which perhaps, in the eyes of some of the fans, perhaps means that uh, perhaps that you know, more defensive players haven't always stood out. Um, but for me, Lizzie has, has been the one season upon season since she's been here who. Has pro- I, I would say has been our standout out-and-out defender um, in that time. And she, she was high up in the list for this award last year as well. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, possibly made top three. Uh, but she's definitely one of the candidates for it and deservedly so. And for me, she's deservedly so uh, in that list again tonight.
1: Yeah, I think Lizzie's got all the attributes, hasn't she? She's got the... Um, she's, a, she's physically strong dominant in the air um she's got a fantastic left foot i mean her distribution is really good i mean um, some of those some of those balls that she plays down the wing you know um when shiv used to play down in front of her she used to sort of get, get her away down that side and i think um i think with lizzie um I don't think she's had as good a season this season as she had last season. I think, I don't know if if she's had some fitness issues. I think she might have had a little bit of an injury or maybe some illness. I don't know. We've obviously had the pandemic and that that affects people in different ways. Um, And so I don't think she's had as strong a season, actually, as she had last year. But she's such a good player. She's always been the one, um, given her age as well. I've always felt that if there's one player that could really step up, you know, um, probably before this season, because I think we've got a few now, but um, one player who could really step up and play in the WSL, I always thought it was Lizzie because she had all the, she had the strength, the height, you know, the um, passing ability out of defence because obviously now the way everyone plays and we've been playing this season, you've got to be able to pass the ball. You can't just def- be a defender. You know, you've got to be a footballer. <laughs> you've got to be able to pass the ball. Um, and her distribution's always been very good. So um, I, I just think she struggled a little bit part way through the season. Um, I remember the away game at Lewis, and I think she had a bit of a torrid time. They had some good players there. And I don't know if she was fully fit. And as we all know, you know, and we, we, we've seen with the men's team, with Iwick Mitchell, who's been an outstanding this season. If you come back in and you're not fully fit, match fit, um, then it's a real struggle sometimes if you're up against someone who's, who's really quick or difficult to play against. And I think there was a couple of games where she, I think she was coming back from some sort of injury, actually. But she has been absolutely amazing player for us. Um, I can't speak highly enough of Lizzie. I just think that... Um, uh, I think she lost a little bit of confidence because I don't think I think fitness gives you confidence as well, doesn't it? When you think that, uh, you know, this person is not going to get past me. But I think if you're carrying a little injury or you're not fully fit, I think it does affect that. And um, and there's been a couple of games, uh, Bristol City away as well. I think she, um, you know, but then everyone had a pretty awful game. And it's just one of those days where we all had an off day, didn't we? You know, it's just one of those things, really. Um, but I think she's an outstanding player and I still think that she could go on and play in the WSL. if She keeps developing. Um, I think she's been really good. And um, yeah, I'd like to see her score a few more goals because I think she's got that in her, you know, I mean, she scored the last goal of last season, I think against Lewis, didn't she? Um, Yeah, she
0: did in the
1: 90th 90th minute. Right in the 90th minute. Yeah. So I think I'd like to see her score more goals because I think she's got that in her in, you know, she's got the ability to, from set pieces, especially. Um, but uh, she's a fantastic player i i can't you know and, and it was it was amazing for us to be able to award her for those 50 appearances I, I felt really proud to be able to do that because i think she fully deserved that award
0: oh 100% you know all all, all three players that we have got to give those trophies to um you know it, it, that needs that kind of that needs to be recognized i think you know because it is at the moment we've especially in the Championship level you know it is quite high, high top i can't speak now high turnover in, um, personnel at times, you know, so to have got 50 appearances um, is a massive achievement, and it needs to be acknowledged, um, and unfortunately, uh, that acknowledgement just isn't there at times in the women's game when it should be, because um, everyone works so hard. But yeah, just coming back to Lizzie, I know, I mean, I think that spell that the Liverpool 4-0, the City 4-0, and the London's, the, the Londoness is 5-1, I think that spell, defensively, probably Um, knocked a lot of people. Um, And that was probably when that kind of period, when it happened with Lizzie, because up to that point, uh, I thought she'd been really kind of top-notch in defence. And that kind of spell, um, you know, you probably knocked back a couple of people. Um, And one of my my upcoming candidates, uh, I think is one of the reasons where we then sorted that out. Um, but I'll get to that in time. But yeah, definitely, I think Lizzie. Will, Lizzie, you know, she's been she's been great for the club. I think she says she'll continue to progress. Um, and for me, yes, so a second year running is very much a, uh, a deserving candidate to be on the list for Player of the Season this season. Um, so, move on to your second candidate. Who's your second choice?
1: Well, my second choice is Shiv Wilson, and Shiv has been um, one of our main attacking threats for a number of years now. She's been, um, I think she signed for us about three years ago, maybe, maybe even four now, because time just goes. I don't know, I can't keep track, but she came to us in January. Um, the COVID season. Oh, was it? There? Was it? Yeah. yeah the I, I it
0: got, the, sorry, our second season up, the one, she's been here two and a half years. She, she oh, signed right. and then uh, COVID ended the season about
1: oh, two months later. Right. Yeah, so I think what happened was she came in January, and then I think there was a lockdown from sort of March time. Yeah. So um, we managed to see a little bit of Shiv, didn't we, in that first part part of that, that new year. Um, and she sort of, I, I think her debut was against Southampton in the Cup when we had a the game was water lot, It was postponed for because of the pitch uh, with about fifteen or twenty minutes left. Um, which was extremely frustrating because I think we were about four 0 up or something. Um, and um. Uh, and she scored a cracking goal in that. I, I don't know if that was her debut. It's certainly one of her first games for us. Um, she scored a cracking goal from a sort of a quick corner. I think it was a little one-two, and then she smashed it in from the edge of the box. Um, so she'd already sh- she showed really early on that she could score goals, and she's such an a- a- attacking threat. Um, and and she's just been she's just. You know, at times she's just unplayable. You know, she's got that that burst of pace over the first three or four yards. She pulls a defender in, and then she just knocks it and goes. And is you know, once this defender's on one, you know, got their weight on one side, and she's gone. There's no coming back from that. She's got that bit of pace to get away, and she's put some fantastic crosses over, scored scored some great goals, um, and. the The goal away at uh, Coventry, you got us the points there when we won three two in off the near post. It was a great finish, and she absolutely ran that game. They could not stop her. She was unplayable, really, away at Coventry. And she's had a few games where she's just been really, really. And certainly in the beginning of the season, she you know, she sort of took over from Kirsty really as being Kirsty just sort of started the season a million miles an hour, and just looked brilliant, and she, you know, she's been fantastic all season. Um, uh, and, and it's difficult to keep that level once you you know, when you're playing at that really high level, it's difficult to keep it going all the time. And then when Kirsty sort of, you know, when 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 she wasn't able to sort of maintain that blistering start, Shiv came in and sort of took over really, and was just fantastic. And she was our main threat. And I mean, I remember the home game against Sunderland at Sellers Park, and um, I don't know if I think the pitches are probably about the same size. I don't think it's any bigger than Bromley, but she just seemed to have more space there. And she was just our threat, you know, the number of times we got the ball out wide and she was the th- main threat again. And, and that was sort of, that first part of the season, that was really her game, really. Get, you know, she was our main threat, I thought, and get the ball out to her and see what she could do. And, I, and and so my second choice is Shiv Wilson.
0: Another great choice. Uh And you're right, We this season it's been like a bit of a, a baton relay for periods of who's been the standout player. And it was, this, like, as we said, you know, Kirsty the, the first month or two what you know was really was that and then it's like she the, she put up the baton from her and for me you know she, she's been a great player for the club she's um, only a, about a, one or two appearances off of reaching 50 herself um, you know which so hopefully you know she stays and she reaches that next season um, but she I think we've, we've seen her grow season on season um, as a threat Um in, in skill and ability, her pace, and there are times I think for me in the first half of the season, despite the fact what you know what was going on at Liverpool, what a the talent they've got and lionesses and, and all that, you know, I think for me first up until Christmas, there wasn't a better winger in this league than the form that she was in. Um, you know, she is she she was that stand up that player who you get a ball out wide to her, her pace, uh, the skill with her feet. Um, her awareness it was just hurt teams. I mean, Durham at home, um, she scored first. You know, in in like about five minutes, I think it was, and it was just the pace and the finish from out, at, you know, outside the box into the corner. Um, it was just deadly, and you know, it was—it's was just epitomised what she does with the team. And we've obviously with the change of formation is probably where. Second half of the season, it's, it's dropped off a bit for Shift just because we had that. So we've had that run and that that run of games. The 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 heavy defeats it really shifted a lot of um, uh, momentum and just the way things have gone with the team. And but that's where we, the beauty is. We've got such a, a great team as a whole um, that you know it's we've got the players there to that, to step in, hit you know in any scenario, and so second half of the season for Shiv perhaps, you know, hasn't lived up to the first half. Um, just in the way it's gone. But even when she's come on off the bench and stuff like that, you know, immediately that that threat level changes and uh the danger that she causes. And and i the amount of times, you know other people you know, outside of Palace have said to us in the fans collective stuff about Shiv and um the the threat that she is and the danger that she causes and and I I think of the um I believe it was the Lewis game when we came when we were on three one and the the ball from B into the box and it was just the deftest touches from Shiv. Just and it just rolled it into the corner, like agonizing in front of us really slowly. But it's just the that slightest of touches and um you know, yeah, she's she's been a hell of a player for us, an absolute absolute star. And she's got you know, she's finished joint top scorer, um, with five this season in the league. Um She's got at least three assists, possibly four. Um, the 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 one I, I can't keep the assist stats myself is quite di- that's quite a difficult one. Um, so I have to rely on uh, footy stats for that, and I, I've had to correct them on uh, Coral and Molly this, this season uh, where they were wrong. So how accurate they've got it, but I think they had her on three or four assists. So you know, there's If she's not scoring and create them as well, and and was a real key part in. The, what that form that took us to you know top three going into Christmas, so definitely another another outstanding candidate for us this year.
1: Yeah, and she's got the ability to win penalties because she's got that burst of pace over the first three or four yards. Um, I think she, I'm trying to think what game it was up the other end to us um, at, at Bromley when she uh, might have even been either the Charlton game or the Bristol City game when. She just went past someone. They just completely took her out and won a penalty. The Coral scored, and then she should have had one against London City when yeah, she blat- blatantly, blatantly fouled um, up our end at, at Bromley. And the referee uh, can't. I still can't get my head around that one. Wave play on, and but she's just, uh, she's just uh, a massive threat. I mean, you'd, you know, she's a sort of player that if you were defender on the other team, you just think, no, nah, I don't want to be playing against her because <laughs> she's always got. You know, the one thing that. You can stop players, can't you? Sometimes, um, you know, in different ways. But if they've got, if they're quicker than you, and the ball's right, you can't do anything. Because you know, if the ball's over the top and it's and it's just right, and someone's someone beats you for pace, there's nothing you can do about that. You know, you're just relying on people coming in behind you really to cover. But um, so she's a real threat, and it makes it really difficult for teams to play high up the pitch because when you've got that pace on the break, you know and we can turn defences round. It, it really puts a lot of pressure on them. So if, we, if we're forcing teams to play a bit deeper because of that, to not leave the space behind, it gives our midfielders a bit more space in the middle. So, yeah, for lots of reasons, it's great to have that pace up front. I think um, Shiv's just been amazing. And you're right, that goal against Lewis, it was like a side foot placement into the corner. It was just a beautiful finish. Um, lovely goal. Yeah, really was. We scored so many great goals, haven't we, this season? That was one of them.
0: Um, absolutely. Um so, kind of keeping it rolling, my my second uh, choice for the evening as candidate is uh, Emily Orman. Um, obviously, she joined us in the summer on loan from Chelsea, having only just signed uh, her first professional contract there. Um, obviously, last season Chloe Morgan was number one for us, um, and was still here. So, when we signed Emily, because Emily joined us, she's only eighteen years old. Uh, I fully expected that she was coming in to basically replace Emma Gibbon who'd been um, back up last season and played in the Conti Cup and I kind of expected the same was going to happen with Emily um, but at the same time felt there was an opportunity there because um, with her height uh, because Chloe's a great shot stopper and has proved that time and time again and has come in this season and again proved it and um, but in the air was perhaps where the vulnerability lied with, with, with Chloe in goal, um, and with Emily's height in that, there's, we, we felt, didn't we? There's, yeah, I think we both did. That. There's an opportunity there, possibly. But as I say, you know, when you when you sign an 18 year old keeper on loan, you, you're thinking probably they're going to be, you know, second choice. And obviously so she set out the first game, um, and then came in for the second match. At, you know, not an easy game away to London City, who. Um, since they've become London City we haven't beaten uh, and obviously the team that's ended up finishing second in the table this year Um, and to make that as her debut at 18 years old not only for the club but her senior debut in football Um, you know and putting a good performance um, and you know a narrow 2-1 defeat Uh, their winner was an own goal as well Um, is incredible and then uh, her second game for the club is we go to Sellhurst you know the Sunderland matches moved to Sellhurst and second senior game, she's playing, you know, a Premier League ground and it's, it's kind of been a baptism of fire for her and and she's been, I think, outstanding in it from the, you know, from the start. Um, and she made that number one jersey her own, you know, um, metaphorically (laughs) because Chloe had number one shirt but, um, you know, the old, you know, she, that starting role, you know, she, she grabbed it and, and, and deserved it. Um, and was outstanding, and she got uh, into the championship team of the of the week for her performance away to Durham. Um, yeah, ironically, she made some cracking saves, but Durham's Twitter feed made her sound even better. If they, her Twitter feed made it sound like she made, made about forty two saves in that game, um, but you know she had a cracking game, and, and um, I think for her, I think perhaps where. You know, after that spell, as you say, that those four those three games again it was it was just tough with the, the the goals going in and I think it's just tough for everyone at the back. We just um with the way it went, so it was a tough couple of games for her and obviously Chloe got back in and um but after you know, second game of Chloe getting back in she gets injured and, and Emily comes off the bench and puts in a great performance again and and sees it out for the rest of the season. Um you know, match winning save against Charlton away. Succession of corners, and it'd been easy, I think, in that game for you know. I think they had like 15 corners in total, but I think it, at the, in that run they had like about eight or nine corners, and it'd been easy for us to kind of to, to struggle with that because we had it in the start of the Liverpool home game the form of that was corner after corner, and and that was a spell that it you know from a fan's perspective it, it had been difficult for Fremley in that spell where it was just calling off the ball into the box and we were struggling to get them clear. and It it had been easy for uh, us to find it difficult in that period. And everyone was excellent. And then last minute, she makes an absolutely superb save one-on-one that sees us win the game, you know. And shes I think she's been an absolutely excellent addition to us, you know, and uh, at such a young age. I mean, you know, if if you're good enough, you're old enough type thing. But um, I think for a goalkeeper, it's such a unique position because you're relying on one person to... uh, to get out your way, aren't you? You know, most of the time, if you're not starting, you ain't going to play, um, because you like it's very likely you're going to come off the bench, and so it is hard. But to come here and you know to at, at the second, you know, at this level, high level of football against some top top players, um, to have done, you know, come in and, and put in the assured performances that she had and uh, some of the saves she's made, and I, I feel you, she's grown in confidence vocally as well because. Chloe's a massive talker, isn't she? She she stop throughout each game, you know, is talking to the defence, talking to the team and and you can hear being on the terrace, obviously you can hear everything when the our goalie's down our end and how she was from her first couple of games to how she was by Watford and Blackburn. You know you could I felt you could hear that confidence of groan and where she's talking and marshalling the team and stuff. It's it's not a natural thing to do for anybody, you know. Um so I think, you know, she's been outstanding for us. Um a young goalkeeper, possibly, I'd love to know because I keep wheeling it out. But possibly, the youngest goalkeeper to, to play in the championship, I'd like to know if that is true, but I think it possibly is. And she didn't just play one or two games, she played 20 games this season in that league, which is incredible. A couple of clean sheets, um, and lucky should have been another one. I think you know, we're lucky not to get another one against uh Watford, so you know, remarkable season. And I'd love to see her back here again next year.
1: Yeah, absolutely agree with that. I think um, I think Emily, well, obviously she's had a fantastic season and I think she should be extremely proud of the way she performed. But I think she will probably agree that this year has been a real learning year for her because, of course, you know, playing at that level, elite level of football, you know, the second tier of English women's football against some really, really good quality players and alongside some really good quality players, she would have learned a lot. And I think a lot of it is about... When, especially when you're a young player, it's about um, you know improving, learning. Because no one's going to come in and be absolutely you know. I mean, you get some 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 wonder kids, don't you? Like Wayne Rooney or someone like that, who just you know you just know straight away that they're going to be superstar. But I think when you get um, when you get somebody who's um, sort of learning their trade a little bit, and especially a goalkeeper, which is a very you know such a specialised position you almost need to have proper games against, you know, a good standard to really test yourself because you can't replicate that in training or anything. So I think that um, Emily, I'm sure she will agree, will we'll say that this has been a real development learning year for her. And I think that she's been outstanding and actually has got better. I think the one thing that she's really improved upon as the, as the season's gone on is her distribution has been very good. I think she's got more confident with her kick in. I think that um, she can find, you know, she can, she can find players um Uh, a bit further up the pitch more easily. I think the accuracy of her long passing has has improved as the season's gone on. But she has made so many amazing saves. I remember at Bristol City away, I mean, we all had a nightmare. The conditions were awful. I mean, it was... (laughs) you know it's one of the windiest days i've i've, I've been to a football i mean it's just incredible it's just like a gust of wind coming across that pitch um it was it, the conditions were awful i mean i really felt for the team because you know we, we conceded a goal within the first minute you know away to bristol city and then the conditions were against us um the bit the ball was bouncing, you know, the ball in the wind was just like a nightmare. You couldn't, I mean, obviously they, they're they probably used to it because I'm assuming they, they're used to playing in those sorts of conditions. So that's a massive advantage for Bristol City there. Um, and I think if it wasn't for the conditions, it would have been a much closer game. But we did struggle and Emily kept the score down. I know we lost 4-0, but it could have been a lot more if it wasn't for Emily. She was absolutely outstanding in that game. Um, and... Um, Especially with with the wind, the ball swirling around in the wind all the time. She just, you know, she made some fantastic saves. But I think that over the season, she could be really proud of her performances. And um, she'll look at this and this season. I mean, I spoke, I was talking to her dad actually, uh, um, Lewis Away, and I know that she's a very focused, and she she goes home and she can, she relives every minute of every game. She is so determined to keep improving and learning, you know, from from each game that she plays. So I'm pretty sure that she'll take so much from this season. She can be extremely proud of herself. She's been amazing, isn't she? What signing she's, she's been.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I suppose this thing she's she's getting to be around top, top players at Chelsea. Um, you get the knowledge from the likes of Emma Hayes as well. But then you get to come out and actually put that into practice, don't you? And I think it's really, she's really, really shone um, this season. And as I say, you know, I think if we could get her back next year, it would be fantastic. Um so, as I say, a deserving case. She actually won the, the fans' um, player of the season vote on the polls I did. Uh, slightly Chelsea-influenced, um, but, you know, understandable. You know, and I've, I, I like seeing... I like that, you know, they, these awards go to the, the players. It's not always goals and stuff, you know. I think, you know, there are so many elements to a game um, to what makes a successful team. So... Um, you know, and I know she was really pleased to, to, to win that. So, I um, know she's been incredible for us this season. And um, I have actually got the my interview with uh, Emily, which will be posted up in the next day or two as well. So, they will be that to, to look out for. Um, now, see we've still got two more candidates each. Uh, we'll pause on that for a minute. We'll do them. Obviously, at the end of the show, we've got uh, the Golden Boot uh, trophy to – everyone knows where it's going – to give away um, – and we've got obviously we'll I'll be announcing who is the Eagle View Player of the season. Um, just a pause here though. Obviously now, Phil, do you want to do goal of the season or do you want to do game of the season?
1: Which would you rather do first? I don't mind. Should we go for goal of the season? I mean, to be honest, I probably need to say three or four because there's been so <laughs> many. I mean, I, I don't know if I can really just choose one. There's been so many. We could I have our own clear goal of. I
0: can hear that fence is being built.
1: I know we could have our own. Um, I know I do like sitting on the fence, but we could have our own goal of the season for the championship because you know we scored some absolute crackers. Um, um, if I if I have to pick one goal, oh gosh, I can't. Okay, if I really really have to, yeah, you do. Okay, um, do you know I'm? There's, I mean, I could go for Coral at Charlton. I could go for Kirsty against Bristol City. Um, Shiv's goal at Liverpool away was a was a cracking goal. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for Millie's goal at home to Charlton because
2: oh.
1: it just sums... You're going to say the same, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't said
0: anything.
2: So
1: you're going to say the same, I bet. But no, <laughs> I'm going to go for Millie's goal at home to Charlton um to make it 3-1 because um it just summed up how brilliant Millie's performances have been for us this season the energy she brings to the team, the never-say-die attitude. And it was a mistake. It was a defensive mistake. She was onto that ball like lightning. She had the composure to go around the keeper. There were a few players on the line. She was on her left side, on her left foot. And honestly, I don't know about anyone else, but behind that goal, even before she struck that ball, I was on my way down the terrace because I knew she was going to score. <laughs> and I, and, I, and that's my favourite goal. And I, and I And that's, you know... Cobbles goal was brilliant. I mean, there's great been great individual goals, and but I just think that goal summarised the team, the never say die attitude, the, the the running, the effort, and you don't get a goal like that unless you put all that in, and you, it's almost like chasing a lost cause in a way, but knowing that you know if you don't do that, you don't get the chance. And I think so. My favourite goal, and I'm sorry if you were going to say the same, but my favourite goal was Millie's third goal at home to Charlton.
0: No, no need to apologise because I think it, it, I, I do find we we probably view, not always, but I think we have very similar views on this, which is probably why these pods work so well. Uh, As the number one Christopher podcast, just to put that out there. Um, do you know what? Just to clarify, this isn't us saying it because I'm aware Millie is in here listening and welcome. Um, but I, you're right, it's been so tough because this season there has been so many. I mean, our first season up we were just happy to have a goal. Um, our first season in the league, we, we barely scored. Uh, it's rare we actually have a strike to fit the play. Um, and this season, we've been absolutely spoiled. It's not just one or two. There's a whole host of goals. And I've been sitting here thinking, not now, but, you know, I've, the last couple days since I knew we were doing these, trying to decide what would be my favourite and why. And I was bouncing around because... You know, Corals, I mean, what a strike. It was the match winner in the South London derby, did the double over them away. It was, you know, a beautiful top-bin goal. Um, Kirsty's on the opening day. Um, then you've got, obviously, in one game, Molly churned out two crackers, which I don't know if you've seen uh, the Championship running the April goal of the month. And somehow Katie Stengel's got two in it, and only one of Molly's from that game got in, yet... Both of hers in that game were better than both of Katie Stengles on that list, but that's just my opinion. Uh, but you know, the two, both of those, for different reasons in that in the um, in the Watford game, sorry, the uh, were absolute crackers. Um, and then Charlie Clifford turns up an absolute screamer on the last day. You know, there's been so many different goals just for different reasons that that have just been sheer quality. So. In the end, the reason I've plumbed for, for Millie's goal uh, against Charlton is because the moment of it all was what stood out to me. And um, and I mentioned it, obviously, with that photo, which I love that photo. Although, in it, it looks like I'm using an invisible pneumatic drill in the stands. <laughs> we about to write an aneurysm or something. But I mentioned, obviously, in the, in the interview I did with Millie, that, that moment, because it was one it was if I was doing the moment of the season that moment was my moment of the season uh just as you say you know going around the keeper there's about four people on the line um and to find the gap to get it in because like in, in a more recent game towards the end of the season um Millie went around the keeper and it, and it didn't go in show, so it shows how difficult what she had to do in that game was um and for some reason beyond any other goal we scored this year it was I okay, go, well, we just all went absolutely mental. We just, we all lost, lost our, our senses for a minute and we just, I mean, as I say, you say, were, you were off right way down the, the stand. I thought you were running to sell us the way you went off. I've never seen you move so quick. You know, and we're just absolutely, it was just something about it. It was just one of those just it was one of those spectacular moments where as I felt as fans and players, we we're, we're all one in just this sheer delight of, of what had happened. Um, and so for me, that was why it was my goal. And as I say, there's so many quality goals to choose from that it was kind of impossible to pick on pure, pure quality alone. So for me, the emotion of that goal um, and just the reaction afterwards and the celebration and everything like that, for me, that that is what put that goal above um, any other this season.
1: Yeah. And when you think that Correll won the Palace goal of the month with that goal yeah. against Trouton, um against you know, and that was up against the under eighteens, twenty 23s and the palace men's first team. So um, any goal to beat that had to be a special one. But I think you're right. I think you captured it brilliantly, Mike, when you said it was about the moment, you know. And also, that put us 3-1 up. And we know that whenever we play Charlton, there's always a last-minute goal in that game, usually. I mean, there wasn't a way from home, fortunately, when we won 1-0. But in most games against Charlton over the last few years, there's always been a late goal. And they scored another late goal to make it 3-2. But fortunately, that goal from Millie gave us the win. And uh, for lots of reasons, I think that was... Uh, that was, my, that was probably my favourite moment in the whole season, actually. It was brilliant. Loved it.
0: Oh, absolutely fantastic. I need to get that photo framed somewhere. Um, oh, God, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, right, so, going back to the uh, player of the season. Um, obviously, we've had four candidates so far. Uh, Phil, it's time for you to list your third choice
1: okay so my third choice is coral Haynes. um and the reason that i've chosen coral is that over not just this season but um in the in the two or three seasons that we've had when she she joined us from 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 spurs um i think she helped spurs get promoted from our division and then came to us and what a sign in you know she's just been um such a massive uh, creative uh, influence on the team so much goes through Coral. Um, And when she plays in midfield, you know, alongside Amy, they complement each other really well. And when, when Coral's on the ball, you always think something might happen because she's got that little bit of, um, she's just got that vision that a lot of players don't seem to have. She sees that pass so early and she can get players away. Um, And uh, the number of, I mean, you know, we know that she's not only does she score goals, but she, she's, one of our leading um, players for assists, she, and you can she's our leading
0: player for assists. She's
1: our leading player, yeah. So um, you know, it's she's just such a creative um, powerhouse in there. She's just whenever she's on the ball, you always expect something to happen. You know, it's quite rare for, 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 to, for to, you know for for a player to have that about them, and Coral certainly got that. Um, and and we were talking um, with our one of our friends on the. Women's Football Collective, which is a group of um, women's football fans across the Championship and beyond, right down to level four and five, and up. up you know, we've got fans in there from the Super League as well. And there's um, a commentator, the guy who commentates on the Coventry matches, he said, he, you know, he said he always watches, it, it, even out of possession, is keeping an eye on Coral because he knows that if she gets the ball in space, that's danger. <laughs> so even when she's not got the ball, she's he's always looking, where's Coral? You know, and that, that tells you. Um, when another uh, you know, supporter or commentator for another team um, has spotted that as well. She's just such a creative player and a uh, great finish, great goal against Charlton, great finisher, very calm with the penalties. You know, she, she when she slots those penalties away, she's extremely calm. Um, that goal when she sort of danced through, you know, she cut inside and just side-footed it in um, against Blackburn was a brilliant finish as well. So she's just... Um, She's just a great player to watch, you know, and uh, she fits our system really well, I think, you know, because we've got some really good footballers who read the game, pass the ball well, and then she just gives us that little bit of vision um, from her experience, probably playing, you know, at very top level. And I think that um, she's just an outstanding footballer, really. She'd always be in my team, you know, she'd be one of the first names on my team, she, Coral. I just think she's a great player. So my third choice is Coral Haynes
0: yeah a cracking another cracking choice um she was in the running last year um and as you say goals assists uh the, the that little bit of extra special play on the ball in the middle of the park that kind of anchors between the midfield and and the, the attack um you know she's been absolutely superb signing for us um i need to work out she must be near 50 as well 50 appearances um since joining us from Spurs um, she's one of those players. When she's not in the team, you know, she, you notice know she's not in the team, you know. Um, and would be one of the, well, you know, one of my first choices on the team sheet every week. So, no, she's been she's been absolutely fantastic player for us. Um, and I'd imagine must be a, a delight to play with for our strikers um, and our wide players because her vision, as well, with the ball sometimes is just. Just superb, you know, a really outstanding player, um, and a fantastic choice, absolutely. Um, right, so my third choice uh, is one half of what I have dubbed as Eminem, uh, not the rapper. I prefer the the the, the, the chocolate version. <laughs> that which just sounds really weird, but that's how I think. Of it. Anyway, but Eminem, uh, which would be uh, Millie uh, I think this season we we've been blessed with strikers where um different types of strikers, but the the, the talent and ability they possess. Um, Millie was the one we got to see first, um, effectively because I don't it's I think just with that run where we started picking up the wins in that. Um, obviously she got her first goal against Sun against Sunderland at Selhurst. Um. And then when we when we started to get those those wins um, Durham home and Charlton and, and that um, Millie was the one playing up front at the time and and what stood out to me about Millie uh, compared to perhaps what we'd had striker wise previously in the middle um, was the tenacity the I don't know how to describe it but everything she does is d- driven it's aggressive but like, in a positive way it's she, she puts pressure on defence. She chases down. But, you know, it's like you see some players, and it, 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 let's use Benteke as an example. Benteke, he will, will trot after the ball. You have no belief that he's he's going to get on the ball. And if he gets on the ball, that he's going to beat anybody with the ball. And do you know what I mean? It, it's that that difference in that aggression. Whereas with Millie, when she, she would chase down the ball, you feel she's, she's going to have a chance of getting this. You know, she gets on it you feel she's going to be able to beat a player. Um, She's going to finish it. You know, that that kind of way that she plays was something different that we hadn't had previously um, before she started playing in the team. Um, And it had been, it was a real not eye-opener, but I suppose a real plus for us to have because you need that in a a striker. And we've been lucky enough that we ended up having it in two, um, which I'm sure you'll get to. Um, But you know, yeah, it was that that aggression up there that you feel, obviously, she had those that run. I think it probably took a bit of time to settle in, having made the move from Leicester. Um, coming coming down south, must take a bit of time um, adapting in that. But once she started getting a run of games, we started to see the benefit of what she can bring to the team. And she started to get the, get the goals. And then uh, at the start of this year, she had to miss out on a couple of games Um I think for injury and uh, possibly COVID, I think maybe one, and she then got injured at Sunderland when we've got our first glimpse of Eminem. Um, and it, that kind of has probably um, cut her momentum a little bit. But she's definitely unlucky not to, because she's finished on a joint top league score with five and she's definitely unlucky not to have added to that. Um, I mean, how it didn't go for her against Watford. She hit the post. She could have a chance with his blasted tackles. And she had a great opportunity to start the second half against Sheffield United, um, so you know there were there were chances there for so to have added to her tally, um, and I definitely think if she's still here next season, that we will see more goals from her. And for me, I believe the M M&M connection up front. I'm getting this branded if I you know it's, if, if it kills me, uh, I, I believe that with Molly and Millie up front those the two of them together. The Work that they do, and again, I'll, I'll be able to expand on that shortly, I'd imagine. Um, but I think you know, it could cause all sorts of problems for defences next season. Um, so for me, yeah, as I say, I think perhaps, uh, I say inconsistency in terms of um, the amount of games being able to play in a run being interrupted has probably interrupted her consistency. Um, it's perhaps one of the things that's been um. On the negative for, for me this season, just been able to you know to re-stamp her authority in, in, as a, as a standout player, but I think she's been phenomenal for us.
1: Yeah, what a signing! Um, and um, she gives she's she's she gives us that energy from the front of the pitch, doesn't she? That everyone follows from. So she's chasing down, and she's never stops running. Uh, she's got a lot of pace about her. Um, she's really good at running down, getting through the channels and sort of, you know, we can find that ball into space behind the full backs. And she's always sort of making, willing to make those runs. Um, and she's such a danger in the box as well. You know, she's, her finishing has been really good. She was really unfortunate against Sheffield United away on that last game because it didn't really, that, that that was just a real shame because it didn't sum up how she's been all season. She just missed a couple of chances that normally she would have just taken those. and um so it's just really unfortunate it's just one of those things sometimes it goes for you sometimes it doesn't but she's just been outstanding hasn't she um and she's just um you know you know we all love her behind the gold don't we she's we, we've got a song for her and so um millie's just been a great sign outstanding um bubbly personality um sort of infectious across the team i think and and uh, even if she doesn't start the game, when she comes off the bench, she gives us another dimension. And I think, you know, it's, it is a squad game because, you know, we're. it's difficult, you know, we haven't got the biggest squad in the world. So we have to use all our players really wisely, you know, and uh, and everyone's, uh, apart from a couple, uh, maybe even just Amy, actually, I think everyone's sat out of various games um, this season and um, just having You know, that quality coming off the bench sometimes if we're playing a different formation and she doesn't make the first team, you know, what a player to bring off the bench. We're very fortunate to have a really good squad of players Um, and and it means that we can play different types of, you know, formations and and what have you. And I I just think that um, she just gives us that little burst of energy and... uh, and, and and she never and that goal against Charlton that you know we both picked as our favourite goal of the season just summarizes and her, her her ethos really of how she plays you know never give up attitude, um, playing always giving a hundred percent for the for the shirt you know brilliant or absolutely love watching Millie play.
0: Yeah, she's been a fantastic signing and I think a real character as well. Um, you know you can kind of sense that. About it, just when you see how she plays in that, there's a real, real character there, which we, you know we all love in football. Um, and I do believe that with a run, you know, a, a long run of starts, um, and with the way that the team is has is, is grown and um, will hopefully continue to grow, you know, she's she's a double figures the season striker easily, um, and could be extremely lethal next season. Um, so fingers crossed it's with us. So uh, yeah, that's my my third choice. So it's time now Phil for you to give your fourth and final
1: candidate for the Ego View player of the season. So my fourth candidate um, is my Wembley Way buddy Molly Sharp who I bumped into on the way to the Box Park after the semi-final. you mentioned it much. Um, I don't talk about it much, you know. Um, And um, so, yeah, Molly's my my fourth choice. Um, What an amazing season she's had, you know. Um, Not only the great goals, different types of goals, you know, but the way she leads the line and um, the outlet she gives us, you know. I I think we struggled a little bit earlier on when we were playing out from the back quite a lot and getting caught in possession sometimes. And I think um, the way that we played... um, was great to watch i mean we were fantastic we've been great to watch all season really entertaining team you know i mean this this team has been by far and away, the most enjoyable Palace women's team that I've seen to watch because, um, we, you know, the, you can see why we've conceded goals because the way we play, you know, we've got a really sort of fearless attitude of just let's go for it sometimes, and sometimes you're going to concede goals like you know playing that way. But what Molly's given us, I think, when she's come into the team, is she's given us an opportunity to mix it up a little bit more and give us a more of a focal point by hitting a longer ball sometimes, and when you're sort of, you know, when you've got when you when you're trying to play out from the back, and and it's, sometimes it doesn't work. You know the other team might put a lot of pressure on you, and you might end up sort of like we did against Liverpool. We gave away a lot of throw-ins in our own half, trying to play the ball out, and got you know, and it went, in, and and they had this um, long throw expert, and just put us under so much pressure. And I think sometimes you just need to play it a little bit longer. And I think Molly gives us that option. She's absolutely brilliant at holding the ball up. Um, great target uh, player um and the pace that she showed um is that actually it was against Amber Stobbs that got that goal when she what a finish that was on her left foot she's got an, an incredible left foot molly but when she um beat amber stobbs for pace um for that first goal against Watford um at home that you know that just shows what her, what molly's all round games all about really because she's not only a great finisher superb at holding the ball up, but she's actually got a bit of pace as well. That is deceptive um, to get away from players because Amber Stobbs is no slouch. You know, we had her at Palace and we know that she's rich, re- she's a really quick player. So to get on the end of that ball from Amy and then to sort of lo- lob it, you know, the first touch was amazing. Just set up the goal, didn't it? And then she lobbed it into the, in right into the, in off the post at the far post. It's a fantastic finish. Um, the goal away at Durham, brilliant finish again. Uh, keeper came out, saw, you know, Great left foot yet again. Um, brilliant cross for B to score. Um, uh, I think that might have been against Lewis. Um, and um, superb left foot, Um So, now, to hit that ball across for for B with that pace and accuracy, you know, to get both of those right and take out the whole of the defence and the goalkeeper, just incredible. So, um, for lots of reasons, I could probably go on and talk about Molly, my Wembley way buddy for hours, but I am going to say that my fourth choice is Molly Sharp.
0: Yeah, I mean, great choice. Um, I mean, they're all great choices, aren't they? Um, Molly... Especially second half of the season, been outstanding. Um, she is the only player to score scored for us in the quantity cup this season. Um, and has probably had to bide her time a little bit with getting her chances up front for us. Um, and for me, one of the, one of the two standout things with money well, well, there's loads, but I mean, got you to enough rifle them in. Um, doesn't normally do tap-ins apart from the first against Blackburn, but then her, the play to to get into that that was that great striker's instinct of reading that the goal the, the possible area of the goalkeeper, which has then happened, then getting in there ahead of her to finish. Um, but one of the key things for me with Molly this season was when we switched to the the, the flat back three with the wing backs and the two up top, which the first game of that was at Sunderland away molly is one of the reasons why that formation worked because her play up front enabled it we had an outlet who she could read read where the ball was getting played she could move the channels create the space to give us an outlet but then she would win the ball and not just win the ball and hold it up but she could turn and she could beat a player she could take someone she could you know, switch it, switched it around. And um, for me, it was extremely key in as that formation bedded itself in as to why it was um, so successful. Um, because it's all well and good. You know, you get the formation, but if you haven't got the, 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 the players in the key areas to make it work, then it, it's just not going to happen, is it? And, and for me, Molly did that, you know. And, and that first game, it was... I mean, I know Sunderland we're saying it's offside but it wasn't um, but it was that play ridden line, that striker's instinct you know to, to get the opp- onto the opp- opportunity and then a beautiful finish to make it 1-0 and win, win this the game up there and um, I think it's, it's grown from strength to strength in that role um, and obviously she's the other half of Eminem um, which I'm determined to get uh, them to, to refer to themselves as uh, it never happen but I'm, I'm going to try um, but I think you know we could already see in those. I've been I'm desperate to see it, and then we the last two games where we had Molly and Millie up front, and I think you can already see there the potential in the the two of them because the way that they play is that same that that intensity is there. Um, that drive that, but in slightly different forms, and the way that they play is slightly different. And I think the two of them give defenses headaches for two completely different reasons. Um, and we've really got to see how good Molly's finishing has been I mean you know absolutely, absolutely cracking goals and like with Millie I think with a consistent run of games for next season um, starting she's an, another player who's a double figure striker without a doubt um, and and the two of them together could be a hell of a strike force next season in this league Um so you know, I, yeah, I I think she's been outstanding for us, and as I say, I think she's one of the, the key components. And there's another one that I'll get to in a minute. We're um, going to kick kind opponents of into what has really made this this formation flourish, which is no mean feat because offensively, the the three up front had been caused, you know had been really beneficial for us. It it, it led to about twenty eight goals, you know. So. Um, for that change and in, in a in a harder formation that's perhaps less creative as such, uh, Molly's play up front is one of the reasons why that formation worked so effectively and so well for us. So I think she's yeah she's definitely a a, a fantastic candidate for us. Joint top scorer in the league is with five as well. Um, where we said like at the start of the season, you know Kirsty were at the beginning, then Ship had her spell, Molly had a bit in the middle, Corals had one. Molly at the end has been one of the, as, you know, if you if you base it off of the last month or two of the season, then you you'd argue that Molly was the set of play in that period, pick up the batting in that point. So um, definitely, without a doubt, uh, one of the
1: top candidates and a great choice. Yeah, thanks. And she's did I mention that this is my Wembley way player no, as well? No, so. you didn't. No. And that had to. That has to add some weight to this uh, decision that you're going to make. I think
0: she's she's taken out a restraining order right now. That, <laughs> that you never mention it ever again. Uh, <laughs> um, right, so my fourth and final candidate uh, for the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season, uh, and my choice is Amy Everett. Um, now, obviously, last night Amy won the official club Player of the Season. Um, which is fantastic to see. Um, you and I, I think we both felt that's the way it was going to go um, and deservedly so. And I think for me, kind of going back to like where I picked with Emily and where I picked with Lizzie, it's, there's other elements in football that I think a lot of fans don't see. Um, and I've been saying it for a while with yourself when I, when we were picking the, 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 the candidates for the fans poll online and I was discussing with you and I was, Amy's one of the first names I mentioned. Um, where I think perhaps some fans don't see it is Amy does the role in a team that is incredibly important but isn't always seen as obvious to the eye. Like with Kabai did in his, his last season or so with us, Kabai was pivotal with the success, any success we had, sitting in the hole, breaking up the play, getting us going again. You know, But some of our fans didn't see it. Somebody used to criticise him because they felt, because he wasn't assisting or scoring, they didn't think he did anything on the team. But he was so important, probably one of the most important players in that team. And for me, that is what Amy's been. Um, but probably under the radar of fans. But why? I for me, it was no surprise that she got the club's one. Um, because for the staff and players, they would see it more. Uh, the work that she does because they know with the, how the team's set up and the structure and what, you know, for, for Dean and James and that on the sideline. they It's an element that they'd be looking for more. And I think if you tasked yourself with, for a few games next season, of just studying Amy, um, I think it would be clearer to you as to why um, she has been so important to this team this year um, and why she got that award and why she's one of my candidates for this one. Because um, as I say, it's that the work that she does is the one that perhaps goes unnoticed to the to the easy eye, but it's, it's so incredibly important. And she was another element, another reason as to why that change of formation worked. Because um, when we had the 4-3-3, three, three, we were defensively a bit more vulnerable. Um, and I think with the way that we played going forward, so such pace and attack and everything, it, it perhaps overshadowed some of the work, and with, with Cole perhaps overshadowed the work that was going on with the other midfielders, which a lot of the time was Amy and, and Sophie McLean. Um, but for me, I really I really noticed what Amy was doing and, and how important she was to the team once we switched to the, the 5 the five three two. Um Because she was playing, I mean, she was... A lot of the time the anchor in midfield so she was a deeper one of the midfield three. So while Coral was then able to go forward and, and connect the, the the midfield to the attack, Amy was the buffer that supported the defence that gave an even extra element. So if the if the wing backs were you know were further up the pitch and we, we were counted on, Amy was the one who was sitting there dropping back into the defence, adding the extra person, breaking up the play. Um and in the end, by the end of the season, she ended up, the last couple of games, she ended up playing, was starting the game, in the back three, um, which she'd switched into a few times with substitutes and stuff during games. She'd switched to being um, one of the defenders in the back in the back line, whether it was a back three or the back four. I think when, um, against Coventry at home, when Grace Coons was sent off, Amy then dropped in and was the, one of the central defenders. Um, and when we kept switching to the 4 three, three, from 3-5-2, Amy would be often be the one, you know, sitting in, moving into the central central defence role. Um, and I thought she was just pivotal in it. But it wasn't just her defensive play that I thought, you know, at 19 years old as well, she's come here like we have, 19 years old, she's come into the team. She's played virtually every game, I believe, possibly is more appearances than anyone else in the league this season for the club. Um, you know, which is... And incredible in itself. But I think she's grown and grown as the season's gone on. Um, but not just that defensive element to it, but um, her ability on the ball. I mean, that fantastic strike for, for Molly to put one up against Watford. The ball played by by Amy was incredible. It was this superb ball down the down the line, like hugging the touch line over the top. Took out the entire defence. Um, and then you had the, Molly reading the play to then... You know, make something of it, but it's a fantastic ball. And as so I say, I felt it was where we have found passing out from the back difficult. Like um, the what, it was the game against um, Watford. We started doing it at the start because normally we'd always be Emily would play it to uh, either AJ or uh, Gracie Piers or occasionally Lizzie, but you know, one of those defenders, either side of her. A couple of times we did it against Watford, it didn't work. Uh, we were struggling to get out. And um, then Amy came, started being the one. So she she came in in the middle, picked up the ball off of Emily, and then a Watford player would, would, would come onto her, and Amy would take you a few steps, turn, beat the player, and all of a sudden we're in midfield. And I, I said it reviewing that game. You know, she took all the pressure off of the defense with you know a great bit of footwork, just cutting into the middle of the park, took out, eliminated immediately all the problems that we were having passing it out either side because of her ability on the ball. Um, So I think, you know, she has proven herself to be uh, a fantastic addition to this squad. Um, But in that more subtle role that, as I say, I think perhaps a lot of our fans won't have picked up on because people don't, you know, we are, football, it's all about the glory, isn't it? It's all about the spectacular goals and great assists and amazing attacking play. And, you know, and, the defensive element isn't always noticed. Um, but I love those types of players. I love a holding midfielder. Um a big fan of holding midfielders. Some of my favourite players in the men's side, at Derry, you know, holding midfielder. Southgate, when he was there, was a, was a holding midfielder. Um, that worked because it's so important in the team because um, you've got to still be defensively solid. You need to break up the play because if, if the other team is just dominating you, then you're... You have all the attackers in the world, but if you're not getting the ball to them, it means nothing. Um, and I thought Amy's play, especially once we switched to formation, was pivotal into um, the success of that role. Um, and so, for me, he's definitely up there as a you know as a, as a candidate for the, the player of the season.
1: Yeah, absolutely great choice. Um, obviously, um, congratulations to Amy for winning last night the uh, club's official. Um, Women's Player of the Year, very well deserved. I mean, I think the one thing I'd say about Amy is that, first of all, you wouldn't ever, you, the way she plays, you'd never think she was she was so young. Um, she's got a wise head on those uh, young shoulders. The way she plays football, but what I would say about Amy is she's, she's such a versatile player because she. You mentioned the ball down the line for um, Molly's goal against Watford, but she also created a she put a brilliant ball through for Molly. Um, I think it might—I can't remember if it was Durham or Sunderland away, but when when the keeper came out, Molly just sort of lifted it over the keeper on a left oh, foot. It's Sunderland is the Sunderland, that, game? Um, the Sunderland yeah. game, yeah. Um, that was a fantastic ball. Um, and uh, and you're right, you know. Um, She—I just think she reads the game really well. When she at Sheffield United um, in the last game, when she played in the middle of that back three, she ran that game. Amy ran that game. She was always the player where we looked to. Um, start our attacks almost, you know, from her. So whenever anyone won the ball, Amy was free and available. And then we started and we played from there. And, you know, incredible um, for someone so young to have that responsibility on them, really, for sort of, you know, um, not only playing at the back and sort of marshalling that defence, but... Everything started from from Amy as well in that game, and uh, that was a cracking game, by the way. That Sheffield United game, two-two draw. It could have been five-five. It was just a brilliant, brilliant end of season game. Um, it really was. Both teams just really went for it. Credit to both of them. But um, but I thought Amy in that game was uh, you know an absolute standout, and the way she played was um, just you know you could you wouldn't you know, belied her age, and you wouldn't ever think that she was uh, she was such a young player. You'd think that she'd been playing football for. 10 15 years at that level the way she played she just she just ran the game um so yeah a brilliant choice um i mean it's so difficult and, and and actually you know we we picked eight but to be honest it's a it's a squad game these days and we could have picked more i mean we could have you know we've got aj's there and you know we've you know, Gracie. Another young player who's not looked out of her depth at that in that in that in that league at all. Um, so many players, Sophie. I mean, um, even when B comes. Isn't, Izzy has just come in. Izzy has just been, and Izzy playing on both the left and the right shows what a versatile player she is, you know. We've got players that are prepared to just play anywhere almost for the sake of the team, you know. Every every player's probably got a preferred way of, I mean, even Shib's been playing. The last couple of games in the in, you know in more middle. in the middle of midfield yeah so everyone is prepared to just sort of almost sacrifice their preferred place in the team for the benefit of the of, of the club overall and so we could have we could have named anyone in that squad really um it's really difficult picking eight I just don't think that really gives a true reflection of what everyone else has done so I think th- at this point it is worth just saying congratulations and well done to every single member of that squad because they've all played a massive part this season not just the players that we've highlighted it's, 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 it is a squad game and they've all been absolutely outstanding every single one of them has been amazing
0: absolutely and that is a key thing it was you know, to narrow it down to eight I feel guilty doing it because as you say you know it is a squad game and everyone in different ways and forms different performances has been outstanding this season and it's, that's been one of the reasons why we've ended up finishing fourth, you know, joint third, effectively, is because of the squad and because as I say at different times it's different. You know, someone might be out, you know, outstanding in these couple of games, and then it, it drop off. And someone else picks up that mantle, and everyone does across the squad, and the the, the connection between the team. You can see, it, you know, how they're a close knit team, and. Um, you know, it's just been, it's just been fantastic and it's just been every element. Um, You know, whether it's a a couple of appearances, a load of appearances, it it hasn't mattered. Everyone has played a part, a key part at times in in why we've, we've had such a successful season. So absolutely, you know, congratulations to everyone and a thank you to everyone who has played for us this season and all that you've done for us to give us such a fantastic season. Um, But, you know, we did, we could, we could if, we, if, we, if we'd have done this listening or going through everyone in the squad I mean God I think people don't need to listen to me going on for that long um, so yeah you had to narrow it down um, and I've got to narrow it down again from the 8 to 1 um, so uh, obviously that will be revealed shortly very shortly um, who has won the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season obviously the Eagle Eye View Golden oh, sorry, Eagle Eye View the Golden Boot as well um, we could do that in a minute but before we do that just just briefly, Phil, your game of the season for
1: you. Well, we've talked about it, haven't we already? And I, and I, I think we disagree on this because I think you've got a different game from, if I understand from our previous discussions um, about certain performances. But I'm okay, going but for Charlton. The game that you think it is. Oh, you've got a new one. Um, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going for Charlton at home. I've said this before, um, and I haven't changed my mind as the season's gone on. That's still my favourite um, performance. The main reason, actually, was how I mean that three two wasn't a true reflection of the of the game. We oh, actually God, no. should have won. We should have won much more more comfortably than that on the score line. You know, it wasn't a true reflection that score line. The the main reason I think that that was my favourite game wasn't just because of the moment of Millie scoring that third goal and you know and how I, the, the first twenty minutes of that game I think is the best twenty minutes we have played this season. We didn't. They couldn't get near us. I mean, they did sit off a little bit, Charlton. I was a bit surprised, really. I mean, you know, they allowed us time to have the ball at the back um, and they sort of dropped back a little bit. But they couldn't, even even with sort of a more defensive forward line dropping into midfield and, you know, allowing us to have the ball at the back, they couldn't get near us. That first 20 minutes, I don't think they hardly touched the ball, Charlton. Um, and um, I just thought that, that really set the tone for that game and also was my favourite... Um, The the way we played football, I I just remember standing there thinking, wow, we have got a really good team here. Charlton just can't get the ball off us. And that first 20 minutes we scored, and then, you know, the rest is history, really, and we played really well. And, um, I mean, that last goal from um, Jess King um, uh, to make it 3-2, you know, I mean... (sighs) That, that that made it more look more look, look like it was a close game, but believe me, we were so much better than them. I thought we, I thought that was my favourite game, best performance. The first 20 minutes I thought we were just absolutely that's the best spell of football I've seen ever from a palace women's team, that first 20 minutes against Charlton. We absolutely they couldn't get near us. We passed the ball brilliantly, we just looked a really good team. Um and so my my choice for um the game of the season was Palace three, Charlton two
0: it was a great game with that moment so I, I do understand why you picked it now you would have been assuming that i was going to go for durham at home
1: uh, yes based on yeah. what you said previously yeah
0: yeah because it it was it was my favorite for reasons of as i say the performance the, the defensive performance and the counter attack until we played durham away and durham away is uh, my choice for game of the season um and the reason, the reason why, because the home game. I mean, for start, I know, I've now decided I've got this rival that we've got a rivalry with Durham. I've just created it myself. Um, and I think it's because obviously how they were. The, I mean, they're a quality team, but like in that first game, the the constant, the calling for everything as a penalty, the complaining, nonstop complaining at the ref for everything. They were just so petty. You know, it was like I felt an, an arrogance of. They came down. Think they're the better team. They're going to win. And then when it wasn't going in their way, they couldn't handle that. You know, little old Palace the done them over. And it, you know, so that first game, they were, you know, verbally very Um And it was a great. I thought we were defensively solid. You know, we we we, we played a defensive game and counter attack, and they they couldn't handle the pace, and they never even tried to. They just gave up every time we got the ball to to be, or shift. They they just didn't. Didn't even try really, but the the away game we went up there, they were. Um, I think they'd won previously going into it, so they're trying to get back on form. You know, it's Durham away, so it's the home patch. They'd have been desperate to avenge losing to us because I'd imagine they couldn't stand having lost to us uh, at Hayes Lane. So I was expecting, you know, that out for revenge. Um, they just signed Real Hardy as well, so they'd added to their ranks. Um, And we've gone up there. It's a long old journey. We'd done the previous week, got to Sunderland to have the game called off last minute. Gone up there, you know, have to do the track up there again. And there's a lot of things that, for me, could have gone against us. And as I say, I was having to keep up with it on Twitter. And unfortunately, Durham Twitter was ahead of Palace Twitter. so I was having to keep up with it on Durham's Twitter. And uh, second half, they painted it, as I mentioned earlier, like we were absolutely getting absolutely hammered. And we were hanging on. And it was shot after shot and chance after chance. And and I'm, you know, I remember then I, I then watched the game afterwards so that I could do the pod. And I thought first half, you know, we we went behind uh, early and it would have been easy to go up there, you know, fall behind early. And that would have because we, we'd lost every time we'd gone there previously. Um, but we, as soon as they, they scored, we kicked in the game. We became a better team. And then Molly goes and tucks one in the back, you know, from outside the box, hits one in the corner against her former club, um, against and hug her mum, that whole moment, lovely moment, but obviously, sticking one Durham as well, her old club, I personally enjoyed, um, and then we got 2-1 up, um, and then, you know, they get level, I think, mean, our, our lead only lasted about five minutes, they got level, and then they had a great chance, to to, have, I think, to, read to score again, and they didn't, um, and when we went into half-time at 2-2, Durham were probably the slightly better team, as you'd expect on their home ground, and, um, but it was too tuned, and then we came out to the second half. We made two changes. Um, Kirsty and Hannah came on, and that mid, that just changed our midfield. And while I was expecting to watch this this onslaught from Durham, courtesy of, from what their Twitter told me, it was anything but. And we absolutely controlled that game for forty five minutes. Scored scored the winner for a Shiv, but we 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 should have had we could have had more, and they couldn't get near us. And even when it went to injury time and stuff like that, it, it was it was all us. We controlled the game, the tempo. We were never under any, any pressure because of the way we played. It was probably the most just perfectly controlled 45 minutes of football against a top team I've seen us play. Um, it was just fantastic. Um, and, you know, as I say, it was the complete opposite to what they said. And they was all fouling like the, the hell out of us. And obviously, Millie had a brief spat with someone, with one of their players afterwards about it on Twitter. And, you know, it was just, you could tell we just, we'd, we'd completely beaten, over the two games, completely beaten them in every way, shape, and form. And I think just for me to go up there on their own backyard, beat them, outplay them, come to control them, second half and everything was just phenomenal. And the start of the year, that it took us um, top well, it was to second briefly for about an hour um and it was just an absolutely astounding performance and while i think Durham was at, at home was the first stage of showing how you know really we well were kicking on that that game was just an absolutely phenomenal performance and so for me Durham 2 palace 3 was my game of the season
1: yeah good choice mike and i do think actually what those two games against durham showed me was that we wouldn't be bullied out of a game you know we wouldn't we wouldn't I mean Millie's video um highlights of which' she's kicked and clattered all, <laughs> all over the place yeah. um that that started that little sort of conversation shall we say on Twitter um <laughs> that um that just sort of showed that you know that that summer that, I suppose it's sort of summarized our um the way that we weren't gonna we were gonna keep we weren't going to let them do that. We were going to keep going back for more, and we we're going, you know, and um, we fought for that, that those three points, didn't we? And it was a brilliant, brilliant performance. I can understand what, why you chose that um, that that game particularly because uh, both games against Durham were really, really good performances in quite difficult circumstances. Because you're, you know, you're up against. It's not just a football match; it's a battle, you know. And it's uh, and then you got and then you got the shouting for the referee to give free kicks and penalties, you know, and um they're constantly um but i have to say and and i mentioned this to molly last night at the uh, awards actually that um because obviously molly um, played for durham um and i do think that lauren briggs the left she plays left back left wing back i just think she's such a good footballer you know um i just love watching lauren briggs play i think she's outstanding great left foot really really calm goes past people, can see a pass. I just really enjoy watching. She's been my standout player, actually, from any of the teams that we've played this season. Um, I think Lauren Briggs has been my standout player. uh, player, I think she's. I thought I think she's been exceptional, and uh, I've, I just really enjoyed watching her the way she plays football. So yeah, it's a tough game. Um, they've got good players, haven't they, Durham? Um, you know, we hadn't beaten them until this season, and I can com- com- completely understand why you went for that. Um, and uh, to control that second half in in that way which sounds like a really professional performance. Um, uh, which is, you know, going away to Durham and, and playing that way and getting the three points. All credit to everyone, and for, and for Dean and and. James and James Mars for, for making those changes at halftime to sort of see us through with that three points. Great stuff. Absolutely.
0: And uh now I fear playing them next season for the backrash. <laughs> um right, it's almost that time. We're almost at the time to announce the Eagle Eye View player of the season 2021-22. Uh however, first before we do that, there is one other award to give out. Um and Molly, if you are still listening and uh, wanted to pop on for a second to speak, please feel free, because uh, this may include yourself. Um, but that award is the uh, golden boot for the season. Uh, as I mentioned, it's the first time that we are doing it as a trophy. Um, so we have a nice, shiny trophy uh, to present. And the golden boot this season goes to Molly Sharp. And, um, In the league, we had four players, it's incredible, four players tied on five goals each, which were Molly, Millie, Shiv and Coral. Um, But, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Molly was the only player to score in the Conti Cup. Uh, She scored twice, two different games. Um, One of them was against uh, WSL side Reading as well. Um, So those two... uh, put Molly as uh out-and-out out scorer for the season. Uh, so, Molly, welcome on. Uh, thank you for listening the whole way through this. And congratulations, you are the uh, golden boot winner for this season. I've bigged you up and then there's silence. Oh, no, I've been mugged off. <laughs> yeah. Molly, are you there? Yes.
2: yes, I am. Can you hear me now?
0: I can hear you now, yeah. yes. I've
2: just you've been speaking and obviously not being turned on, but... Uh, yeah, thank you so much, um, both of you, for like doing this award. Really appreciate uh, winning it. Obviously, like a lot of girls won five goals at one point. Um, so yeah, just really, really happy to um, to win it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you've done all the work. We've <laughs> just got a trophy. Uh, you've done you've done all the scoring. So you've done that. <laughs> you've done that in your own. Um, hopefully, obviously, because we, we don't know what, and we know we can't ask you guys, but hopefully. Next season you'll be with us, and uh, should be the first home game. We're we'll able to present you with a trophy, which I'm sure you'll be massively excited about. Yes, can't wait um, for that. Uh, but no, just it's it's been fantastic. Obviously, we, we spoke to you after the Sunderland game. It's been, um, I just think you know the, the second half for you has been phenomenal. Some, some cracking goals and and the, the role you've played, especially in that five that uh, the top top. I don't know how you found very quickly how you found playing the with the two instead of obviously the normal the one striker?
2: Um, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. Like you said earlier, me and me, and me are at like M&M and that's actually like a running joke in the team so I don't know if you've like, that's just a coincidence or whatever but the coaches are No, really I wasn't like, aware of
0: that yeah. but I'm now owning it. When, when own me it. and
2: Millie like working <laughs> together, they'll be like, oh, it's M&M so like, it is actually a thing in the team so that's cool that you, you've picked up on that too but um, I really enjoy playing uh, with Millie, she obviously works really hard and I think she, like, helps me to score goals. Um, so, yeah, I think the two up top works. But then when we do need to go to the, the three with Shivan Shiv and B or, or whoever it is on the wing, then they're really effective as well. Um, especially, like, bringing B on. She just runs runs riot. So, it's um, it's been really good um, the whole season, um, to be honest. So I've really, really enjoyed playing both formations, to be honest.
0: Out of your seven, is there one goal that's been your favourite?
2: What's been my favourite? What goal
0: for yourself? Yeah, out of your seven for the season, is there one that for you has been your favourite?
2: Um, I think it's yeah, it's going to have to be the Durham one, isn't it? I just think playing against your old team, it's always difficult. Like I literally lived up there, like trained there every day where we played. So it was it was actually really difficult for me on the bus ride, like trying to get my head around the fact that I was going to play against all my friends, all my old friends and, and my teammates who I have a lot of respect for. So I think, obviously, the coach is giving me the opportunity to start that game because I was ill. Um, I wasn't very well when we played them at home. Um, so, I think playing them away, first game back after Christmas, I was just really up for it and I think that goal left foot as well, I think it just came out of nowhere. The camera didn't even get it going in the back of the net. So I just don't think anybody expected me to shoot at that moment um and then obviously my mum being there and going over to her and giving her a cuddle I just think it was really special for not only me but but for my family as well so I think the Durham gold definitely is my favorite <laughs>
0: Were there can you make were there a couple of cheeky text messages? The old Durham friends and back, rubbing it in. A bit. <laughs> yeah. It's got a bit some stick given, like <laughs> a couple
2: of my best friends still play for them we're in a little group chat and there was like, Molly, where did that come from? And I was like, Oh, I just had to do it against you guys. So there was a bit of banter but they all know that like I still love them and I had a special time up there but my time was then coming to palace was the best decision I made. So I think they all understood that but just try and score against against anyone, don't you? So it just happened to come against Durham, yeah. which I think set me off for the second half of the season, definitely, because I think it took me a while to, to get my bearings down in London and all that. So I think that goal um, is really, really special um, to me. So, yeah.
0: Well, we loved it. It's in my game of the season.
2: Yeah, I heard um, that. I heard
0: and, that. yeah. Um, yeah just congratulations obviously seven goals yeah. golden boot winner hopefully we get to see score loads more for us next season yeah um, you know we very much looking forward to it yeah me
2: too so thank you very much
0: and thank you very much for popping on and, uh, and sharing that with us yeah no
2: worries thank you guys for doing this so, as well we all really appreciate it
0: always a pleasure and Eminem for life um, <laughs> <laughs> right so with that said uh, I'm aware of time um, I think we're now at our we're nearly at our record longest pod. The it's time for the uh, to announce the winner of the Eagle Eye View Player of the Season, uh, twenty one twenty two. Uh, I don't have any sound graphics to do any, any sound graphics. It's not even a thing. Uh, sound effects to do any drum roll or anything. Uh, however, I thought about it long and hard coming into tonight uh, as to who it would be. Um, as you've heard, there's been loads of reasons for all eight candidates as to why they'd all make great choices. Um, obviously, Amy got the official club one last night. Emily got the fans' vote on Twitter. Um, for me, the winner this year, uh, in the end, was Coral Haynes. Um, and the reason I've gone that because I see the irony of for people I've known, I've suggested tonight and my reasons for it being not always about goals and assists and stuff. But for me, it kind of goes deeper to that as to why I've picked Coral. Um, yes, she scored five goals this season. A joint top league scorer. Uh, she's got six assists this season, which is top for the club and one of the highest in the championship. Um, but for me, it's more than that. One of the things is consistency because what we've had is someone who's been an outstanding player one season. Um, it's been hard, for whatever reason, to, to keep that level the next season. So, uh, you know, we felt, obviously, Dre won this award two seasons ago. I know a lot of us in the crowd felt, she was our standout player that season. But the next season, Fan wasn't really getting the game time. Um, wasn't able to kind of reach those same heights. And then, obviously, B last season stormed it with her goals. You know, terrific. She still holds the records for the most amount of league goals in the season and the most amount of goals in the season for us since promotion. Um, absolutely phenomenal season. But this season, um, it's been hard probably because with the way we've styled, we've changed. We have had, you know, the the amount of other players have come in, quality level and stuff. There's it, more competition, um, and you know, she's had some outstanding performances. She's still got three goals this season, but it's not perhaps been the level of what she was at last, you know, able to do last season. Whereas Coral, last season was joint second scorer in the league with five. I think leading in assists as well. Um, she has come and done the same level again this season as she did last season um, she's pivotal in the midfield as the creative um, source for us and you know could have had far more assists sometimes yes you know, some of the balls that she, she plays out wide in the space is just phenomenal and you can see it in some of the games you, if you when you watch her you can see that extra level that she's got above some of those the midfielders and the teams against us and um, where just the, the control and the turn and, you know, she, it, she makes it look effortless. Like she's, you know, it, she's not having to do a ton of work to get herself into that space or create an opening or spot an opening, you know, it's just the, the, the control to the turn and, the, um, and bingos the ball. And, um, you know, that consistency that she's produced has played a big part in my decision. And, um, Another, another part of it as well has been she got goal of the, the month, as Phil mentioned earlier, um, her goal that won the game against Charlton. Got goal of the month, beating out Jerry Reid World's goal um, in the FA Cup and beating out some crackers from uh, the under-23s and the under-18s. And it, for, that was a, a a kind of groundbreaking moment because before that, um, Molly, yourself, you, you, came, uh, you were nominated, I think it was your goal against Durham. Was nominated in that same competition for the month and came third. And at that point, you doing that was groundbreaking because, for reasons that are just probably just wrong, uh, but you know the the, the 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 goals and performances from the women's team was not getting acknowledged by the men's side in that sense. Um, so for you to have made it in there and then to have got third was great. It was a fantastic achievement. And uh, but then Coral has obviously got in there and won it. Um, was what a groundbreaking moment in my my view for the season for finally, you know, for the, the recognition that you all deserve and should be getting um, that kind of came about by actually beating out um, about five or six of them, you know, met the players from the men's team, the academy, etc. to win that. So that for me was a, a massive moment to achieve, which again has played a part in my decision here. And the final... Another, a final perhaps reason is um, the, I've mentioned, i see Molly yourself and Amy being key and pivotal for that formate, the, the formation working when we switched to the 3-5, the, the uh, the, or the 5-3-2, but another element in that was Coral. And when we first switched to it, Coral wasn't available because of COVID, I believe it was. And that was like the Coventry game. And well, she was so stundered in the Coventry. And we struggled to create as many chances in those games at times. Uh, I know we had some chances in the commentary, but when without Coral in it, you you lost that just little extra element of, of, you know, creative quality that um, takes us up a notch. And then once you came into that team, that formation kicked up a gear because you then had the player who could link between, the midfield and the defense to, to the to the to the strikers, and you've got two strikers, two options available, two good options, and then Coral coming in really up the ante because you had that player, that special bit of extra talent, who could you know pinpoint it out. And the second goal for yourself, Molly, against Watford, um, that was from that vision of Coral for a sixth assist of the season. Um, you know, and she's been pivotal in it, and. and Went through, then went for a spell where she was probably being one of the standout players, really came into back into form again for herself and really being pivotal. Um, So for me, it's kind of those that it is yes, it is the goals, yes, it is the assist she's got this season, but it's the consistency that she's been able to bring over from last season, which um, is not easy and has been proven to be not easy. Um, It is that groundbreaking moment with the goal of the season, beating out um, goals from the men's side, deservedly so. Um, and it is, yeah, her. how important she is, whether it's in the, the 4-3-3 or, the, or, or the, the 5-3-2, how important it is Um, when she's in there and the difference that you notice when she is and when she's not. She's probably the one area where we don't have an alternative, perhaps. I mean, there's a few where you could borderline it at, but it's probably the one where we don't have another Coral at this moment in time um so for me as I say you know all it was it was a difficult choice and all eight candidates were worthy winners um and you know it could have gone to anybody but for me um the the 2021-22 Eagle Eye View player of the season for Christmas women is
1: Coral Haynes um Phil, I don't know if you've got any words on that before I wrap it up. Well, I didn't know um, that until you just said it. So I think it's a really good choice, Mike. Um, I think Coral does give us a, something a little bit different, um, but uh, you know, and she's a fantastic player, and I think she is. She deserves that award. It just goes to show, though, how fantastic the whole squad have been. That we've had three different awards with three different winners. So it, you know, there isn't a there isn't a run a runaway winner because everyone's played their part this season. You know and um emily winning the twitter um vote and then obviously last night amy um winning uh deservedly winning as well i think anyone really from 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 the squad may you know almost anyone who's played more than half the games could have could have won these awards really because it's been it's been an outstanding season and you can't have an outstanding season like that by carrying anyone everyone's played their part so um and so um i think it's i I think it's fully deserved but it could have been anyone i think call's an outstanding player always been one of my favorites to watch i just love the way she plays the game um and um so i think yeah she did she deserves that as, as as you know as as the other winners have deserved it as well for you know it's just it could have been so many choices really um because they've all it's a shame that we can't just give them all an award to be honest because they've all been outstanding um but yeah i, I, I think, I think we would run out of money if we did that <laughs> I think we would, yeah. That's true, yeah, yeah. We would, yeah. We we wouldn't have any money left after buying all those awards. So now, I the think um, the
0: trophy trophy
1: cup business. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I, I think, um, I think, I think winning that goal of the season was just such a pivotal part of the you know the the the, the season as a whole for Palace Women because. You know, with there's some cracking goals in that. I mean Nia Kirby, I think it was from the under twenty-three scored a brilliant goal. Obviously yeah. Gyro scored in the cup. Um the winner. All gyro's
0: was the weakest of all of them.
1: Yeah, it's just such an important goal, he, wasn't it? I suppose. Yeah. And I think um Coral's goal won it by one percent, forty-five to forty-four or something. So something like that, or thirty-five to thirty-four, or something. But so it was a really close one, but um uh, but she deserved it. It was a great goal to win the game as well against Charlton. So, yeah, I think it could have been a number of players, but I think Cole, might, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with your choice. I, 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 you know, um, I think uh, she's she's been outstanding this season, as so many of the players have. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, let's hope Cole's still there next season so that we can give her the award.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully uh, we'll be able to give out those two trophies on the... Um first home game of the season would be fantastic. Uh, Right. So I'm very wary of the time. Um, That wraps it up for us. Um, This has obviously been an absolutely phenomenal season. Uh, Just a big thank you to all of the players and the staff and everyone at Palace Women who have just made it an absolutely outstanding season for us. Just as far as it's just been absolutely phenomenal to watch. It's just been all the way through and... um, you know, we've, we said before, it's, it's it's going to be a season that live long in the memory and, um, just unbelievable really. And very excited about next season. Um, and it's, it's everyone that's, that's that's put on that shirt this season for us. who's made it possible. So thank you to everybody. Um, congratulations to everyone for the work as well, hard work this season as well, and what they've achieved, uh, more records broken for us this season. Um, so yeah, uh, Congratulations obviously, Molly. Thank you for coming on. Probably not to speak to us again. You're uh, always welcome. Um, we love hearing from you and congratulations on your on being the golden boot winner for us this season. Um look forward to being able to give you the trophy. Um uh, so thank you very much and congratulations on that.
2: For doing this. We we appreciate it, like I said. Um yeah, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, absolute pleasure. Um and congratulations to Coral, who is the Eagle Eye View 2021-22 um player of the season i will tweet it out uh molly feel free to tell her uh, so she can get really excited about getting the trophy um the much coveted prize um but yes yeah, so that's just congratulations to to you both um and thanks as always to everyone who's tuned in and listened throughout the show or popped in and out um for those listening back on the Twitter Spaces recording or listen to us on Spotify where we are free to listen to and please subscribe. Um, and yeah, so just thank you to everybody. Thanks as always, Phil, um, for taking part in this. We do have some, we will have some other shows wow. coming up during the summer. Uh, somebody, you're more than welcome. If you're free, any of those, if you're going to pop on and let, you know, chat, um, be more than welcome. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can do some entertaining bits to, to build up to the new season. Uh, but yeah, so thanks, you everybody, um, and uh, yeah, uh, we will be back probably in about two weeks' time because I, I go away for next week. So um, thank, yeah, thanks everybody, and Phil, thanks for all your part again tonight. Uh, it's been a long one, but a fairly enjoyable one.
1: Yeah, thanks Mike and thanks Molly for joining us and congratulations on scoring so many great goals and winning the Golden Boot and Coral, congratulations if you're listening back on this at any time um, on uh, being uh, uh, announced as the Eagle Eye View uh, player of the season and congratulations to everyone involved this season record-breaking season, so many records um, uh, incredible really when you consider we've got 37 points I think it was at the end Um yeah. Incredible um, number of points, it really is. So yeah, fantastic from everybody. So and, and thanks again, Mike, for such a good pod. Oh,
0: to say it, it takes two of us to tango, so uh, it wouldn't work without the <laughs> other. So uh, although no one needs to see us actually tangoing, uh, so I think just my signing off comment, so it's not about us tangoing, uh, is I I think that uh, Eminem needs a goal celebration for next season. So, uh, Molly, that can be your homework from this, is to work on a celebration with Millie. That's the definitive M&M goal celebration. Uh, I get
2: thinking.
0: Lovely. Um, so, superb. <laughs> and on that note, thank you to everybody for listening and congratulations to the winners. And uh, we will s- hopefully you hear us soon. So, take care and good night.